Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about wearables and fitness trackers and our exercise and fitness routines for both ourselves and our children. But first, since it's been a while, Nicole, let's catch up. What's been new? It has been a while. Um, yeah, I, I, not a whole lot, I guess. Um, I had a little staycation over the 4th, which was amazing. And ironically, I was like, oh, that was so nice. I went and booked another one. I was like, oh, I'm scheduling the time off work. And so I scheduled off the Thursday and Friday before Labor Day, and which is just crazy that we're talking about Labor Day already. And then I read an email from the daycare and the school is closed that entire week before (laughs) Labor Day. And I'm like, oh, so instead of having a little, I had visions of like the beach alone. And instead it's going to be a week of parenting. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) Yeah, I know. Isn't that sad that that's, I mean, obviously you'll still have so much fun, but it is nice to have a day or five to yourself. It never (laughs) happens. That happens to me all the time. I'll take a day off thinking it's going to be all to myself and then either my kids will get sick or something happens. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I know this. uh, Yeah. These aren't major problems, but um, and we did (laughs) rent the the boat. I think we talked about that. That was my birthday gift. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of from my parents and my in-laws and uh, my brother. Uh, my birthday was July 2nd and his was the 8th. So on July 6th, we rented a boat, kind of all of our families together. And oh my gosh, we had such, such fun. It and looked like so much fun from your from your Instagram stories. I'm telling you, like boat ownership is not the way to go. The, the, the way to go is fork over a little bit of money. Okay. Like, I mean, some, some, some skrill up, but twice a year, that is the way to do it. Show up, walk on, walk off slip mm-hmm. them some plastic and you're out the door. Like it's, it's yeah. so much easier than finding, no maintenance. Yeah. Storage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, and we were not expecting to see fireworks on the fourth cause we could not, well, everything around here, the fireworks on the third. And so we got to, we could not find a babysitter. And then on the fourth, we ended up finding somebody. So I couldn't drink because she's 13 and I had to drive her home, but it was still a lot of fun. And <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I need older babysitters. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I've been listening to a couple of our podcasts and here, here's my challenge to myself. And I want you to hold me accountable. I want to say the word so less often. Oh, okay. Okay. That's so funny. The things that we pick up on are of ourselves. Um, We're obviously our always, always our worst critics. I've never noticed that about you, but I will definitely try to pay attention and and help you out there. Now you will. (laughs) And every time I say it, it's going to be like nails on the chalkboard. Probably. Oh my gosh. It's like when you were in, you know, grade school and your teacher was like, count the number of ums when somebody was giving a class presentation and then it's that's all you could hear. Oh um, my gosh. Yes, that still happens to me. Yeah. I still do that. I I I I pick up on the slightest things, but I've never honestly I've never noticed that. So it might be all in your head. Maybe we'll have some some reader comments on that and feedback. Or I oh, guess listener. Hopefully. Reader. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think that's all my news. Mark's in Brazil this week. So we're just having a super simple week of uh, today's National Hot Dog Day. Uh, it's July 17th. Oh, 
Paige yeah. had a hot dog for dinner. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, we had turkey dogs too. I was like, Shay, what do you want for for you know dinner this week? Keeping it super simple. And uh-huh. she's like, hot dogs. I was like, sold. And so we just so happened to have that tonight. I always miss like those national whatever food days, but I was uh, like, oh yeah, I mean, I five of them. I was like, I am so Instagramming this. I look like I am on it. Um, <laughs> and oh, and then the other funny thing, which this is not, I have been blogging for over 10 years and I, I swear I'm not crazy. I took pictures of these amazing cashew chicken lettuce wraps that we made mm-hmm. like last week. And I literally wrote the entire post on Monday night. I was ready to go. And then I went to go upload the pictures to edit them. They are not on my SD card. No. Like they're gone. And I was like, the worst. Did I take pictures like without the card in? And I go to my DSLR camera. Yeah, you can't take a picture without the card in. Okay. So I I literally like the SD card like ate the pictures. So thankfully they were really, really yummy, but I don't want to have the same recipe like two weeks in a row. So I'm gonna have to wait. Anyway, so I'm being super lazy this week and not making any recipes. And for the first time in a long time, I have no recipes in queue. So I'm like, I got to get busy in the kitchen because there is going to be no <laughs> blogging until I get I get something done. So, well, good thing Mark's not here this week. So, I well, well good and bad. I'm not going to cook for the kids because they just don't value it. So I got exactly next week. I got to get I got to get down and dirty in the kitchen. So okay. Okay. yeah, what's going on with you guys? It's funny. This was the first time I actually didn't get. Um, a turkey. Uh, I'm sorry. I hear my kids screaming all of a sudden, so I got a little bit frightened for a second there. Uh, I, I, I for for once, I didn't buy turkey hot dogs. I don't know why I decided to buy just the regular beef hot dogs this last time. And I made one for Paige today, and she goes, "This is too greasy." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But the funny thing is, they really are greasy. I mean, I, I picked it up, and there was like a literal like sh- like sheen like three inches of grease on her white plate. So I I, I do not blame her for thinking oh. it was too greasy. Yeah, interesting. Oh. Huh. So, oh my gosh, terrible twos. I, I don't even, I don't know how it is with Piper right now, but, you know, Cameron, I would say, is at the peak of his terrible twos. I mean, literally the peak because he's two and a half. He's almost exactly two and a half. So I guess this is the peak. Um, He, I, I just don't even know how to describe. I have no, I have actually quite a lot of patience, I will say, as a parent. I am very patient. Like I don't scream at my kids, nothing like that. I have been running out of patience so easily with him. I I'm about to lose my mind, and I think a lot of it has to do with the potty training. He's going through a giant leap. Um, he's learning something brand new. It's a big change for him. So I'm sure it is affecting his attitude, his personality, everything about his whole being right now is changing. So I understand I'm trying to empathize with him, but oh boy, is it testing my patience. <laughs> um, but he did make him cute for a reason, Gina. Seriously. Uh, that is so true. I Today was actually a huge turning point. He did, for the first time, poop on the potty. And today he actually pooped on the potty three times. Wow. So he's usually a three a day pooper, which I know sounds absolutely insane, especially considering how little he eats, but he does typically poop two to three times a day. But I witnessed started- it and those things are, <laughs> they're pretty rank. <laughs> well, yeah, they definitely are. You can smell it from a mile away. Um, he's got my microbiome from all that breastfeeding. Um, <laughs> so I sound like such a nerd, my microbiome. So he... What was I going to say? I can't even, I just lost my train of oh, thought. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No, he it's totally po- Well, he pooped three times and you he said he pooped he's three th- times. Oh, yeah. So he's been potty training for two weeks. Okay. So I would say over the past two weeks, on average, he's pooped one time a day. 
So anywhere from zero to one time is what he's been doing. And I know that's not normal for him. He's basically holding it in. And he's also been eating less because I think he's just, like, psychologically, mm. he just doesn't want to eat because of this whole, this big change that's going on. So today, it's almost like it all came to a head. And he pooped three times. And he sat on the potty for all three times. In fact, the last time he pooped was just a second ago before I came down here. He was sitting on my lap and I was reading him a book. And he got up. First of all, he got up. He farted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And I had the potty, of course, right next to him. I still am carrying the potty everywhere I go with him. Um, and he sat down on the potty and pooped. And it literally took him three seconds. This is way TMI. But it was um, it was like it had been sitting there ready to come out for probably the last 30 minutes. And it was finally like he couldn't hold it in anymore. And he just let it all out. And then he was up. And he, he doesn't he doesn't understand the concept of, wait, you, you can't just run around now. I have to wipe you. Because, you know, usually he's pooping in a diaper and then running around in it for, uh-huh. I don't know, up to maybe 30 minutes sometimes probably. So he doesn't understand the concept of, I have to wipe you right away. You can't just, you know, run around. Um, so anyway, that was that was neat today. Okay, so moving on from that, because I have a lot. So we I went to Denver for a work trip. It was amazing. I would say the best part about it was seeing my, one of my best friends, Sarah. I don't know if she listens to this podcast. She says she does, but eh, I don't know. Sarah, if you're listening... I'm, I'm a little, I'm surprised, but please prove to me that you're listening. Please confirm um, you've listened to this, Sarah. <laughs> but she is one of my best friends ever. You know, those friends that you, maybe you go in a year or two without seeing, but then whenever you see them, it's like you, you've been seeing them every day for the past, you know, 10 years. I love you, that. You, yes. Yes. Nothing changes. Everything is the same. You just go right back into your smooth routine of laughter and fun and giggles. Um, I mean, it's just, I love her. So that was the best part of my, that was the highlight of my, of my work trip. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, Denver is an amazing city and I definitely learned a lot and had fun with my colleagues as well. So we had a lot of good food and crickets. We did. Yes. Crickets. Have you ever had crickets? I have not. So, okay. So here's what it was. So it was a dish, a delicious, um, dish of soba noodles with a, some type of a sauce and then really thinly sliced radishes. And then it was just like a little garnish on top of this soba noodles. It was almost like a Parmesan cheese, you know, um, shaving on top of the soba noodles. But instead of Parmesan cheese, it was crickets. Uh, and they were, I think, why not? grilled. I know, exactly. They were definitely not my favorite. They were crunchy. And every time I took a bite and felt the crunch, all I could think about were was wings. Like, you know, like the little cricket wings. So I did not love them. Um, I are, don't are they think really high in protein again. or am I totally that's what that they up? say okay. okay so I think that they're high in protein I'm not sure what the quantity you'd have to consume would be in order for that you know high protein amount to exist so I ate probably two a whole cricket think- family including extended family like <laughs> yeah. for sure exactly that's what I'm thinking <laughs> and I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever eat that much but they do sell them dry like in the dry packets uh-huh. So, and they make powder out of it. So I'm sure if you ate enough, it would be a good source of protein. But I know I did not um, consume enough to to get my protein for the for the meal. At least in that dish, we went on a whole um, exploration of uh, many different foods on, on that night. So it was a, a lot of fun. Okay, what else? Oh, okay, lastly, well, two more things. So one, we decided to hire a babysitter for after school just for two days a week. So when I was in Michigan with you guys, I realized just how cool it is to have an after school sitter. You know, at first it's like, how how can I, first of all, how can I afford to pay yet another person on a regular basis to watch my children? And I feel kind of guilty about it. I mean, I'm not with my kids all day long. 
And then for two hours after work, for two days a week, I'm hiring someone to take care of my kids. But honestly, you know, I think I told you this, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Nick works until six o'clock every night. I get home around five, and he usually brings his work home. So we just need someone to entertain the kids for that hour. So she'll pick them up at four. So there'll be that hour where I'm not going to be around and she'll be with the kids. And then for that last hour, while I'm just like, you know, getting myself straight, kind of getting back in the mindset of being home, putting my things away, getting changed for, you know, nighttime, um, getting dinner on the table, obviously, which doesn't normally take that much time for me. Um, I just needed someone and I I think it's going to be really good. Again, only twice a week and I'm, she lives right down the street. Awesome. She's got a car. Uh, so she'll pick up paid from from preschool, actually from kindergarten starting in August. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. Yay. I'm happy yes. for you guys. Thank you. Thanks for being our inspiration, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, like our daycare is a little bit different than yours where Shay's in like a traditional um, like preschool setting where her day is done at three o'clock. And so then we are either uh. paying after school care, which is basically like a free for all. I mean, seriously, Mm -hmm. it just, they run crazy. Um, very little structure or we have dress. And so for us that, that definitely makes sense. Um, but I'm telling you when you, when you don't even have to like worry about pickup, you're like, heck yes. I mean, it just takes the pressure off. Like yesterday I broke my hockey stick over the weekend playing hockey, of course. And I had to run out and get a gallon of paint for a bathroom remodel we're doing. And I had to pick up a new hockey stick before this weekend. And I didn't feel that, pr- like, I wasn't like, I got to get home. I got to pick up the kids. Like, I just could go out and do those things. And no, mm-hmm. it's not every day, but then I, maybe once a week, I'm like, oh, I don't have to get up in the morning and work out. I could do my workout after work. And mm-hmm. it's, I would just say we're all ha- happier people because of it. So you yeah, are a wonderful mother and you guys <laughs> optimize your time as a family. And that two hours a week that you are quote unquote missing out, I think that could just mm-hmm. be your sanity time, at least yes, from Cameron for, for now. Oh my gosh, you're telling me. <laughs> uh, thank you. Okay, so lastly, everyone, while you're listening, while we've got your attention, send us your breastfeeding slash um, nursing or uh, pumping bloopers. And when I say bloopers, like funny stories that involve breastfeeding or pumping. Uh, August is, I guess, World Breastfeeding Month. So in honor of that, we are going to be doing a whole podcast on just funny stories from our friends and from our listeners and from ourselves regarding that lovely time um, that we had breastfeeding and making milk. So send I us have those. thoroughly enjoyed reading the ones that have come in so far. <laughs> I know. They're great. I love it. I it's, cannot wait for that that's episode. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be super fun. So awesome. Well, let's just kind of jump right in here. And um, so just kind of a little kind of what spurred this topic on wearables, which I think for all intents and purposes, we could just say I, uh, the Apple Watch because that's basically the the US market for wearables um, mm-hmm. that is not a Fitbit. And so you wear an Apple Watch. I do. And I wear a Fitbit, at least for now. And so mm-hmm. kind of just we thought it would be an interesting episode to kind of compare and contrast the pros and cons to each and just kind of what this, what are, what are some, what are the overall benefits or or perhaps some cautions with this um, kind of technology that can encourage um, increased activity and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, overall wearable sales, um, this is according to Forbes, sales are going to grow an average of 20% 
each year over the next five years. And it, it the wearable market is going to reach a 29 billion, um, yeah, a kind of market cap there, uh, which is just crazy. So that's 243 million units sold by the year 2022. And I mean, just crazy. So 71 million smartwatches were sold in 2018, and that's predicted to double by 2020. 2022, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, so that's just huge. And fitness trackers, however, um, ha- the sales have really fallen off since 2017. So that market was down 18% um, in 2017. And really, so it, it hit its peak in 2016. And that's really where companies such as Fitbit started to see their market share decline and where Apple really started to skyrocket. So wait a second, I'm confused. What's the difference between a wearable and a fitness tracker? So a wearable has more like integrated features with, um, I don't know, like, yes. Um, okay. But they just separate out, um, the, the two. So Okay. Fitbit and then it's Huami in the Western, um, in the Western world, it says. And Mm then is that right? Oh, and, and Huami, which is a Chinese (laughs) uh, market. I'm sorry. Um, so that, that account, those two companies, Fitbit and Huami, uh, represent 80% of the total market for fitness trackers. So well, I guess Got I should have done a little bit more research on like a definition of wearables, but I'm pretty sure I did look that up and and maybe we can during the po- the podcast today. But yeah, I mean, basically it's just an integrated I, device with your phone. Yeah. I feel like wearables is a little bit more extensive than fitness tracker. I think of a fitness tracker almost as like a, a pedometer, um, but a little bit more, whereas a wearable does your fitness tracking and so many other things. Like I don't okay, I cannot wait to hear about your Fitbit because I really don't even know what it does. Um I, I have no idea. All I know is that in in my opinion, I would put Fitbit in a fitness tracker category, but maybe it goes beyond that. So I'm I'm excited. No, to that's hear about true. That. Yeah. Fitbit okay. is in the fit, fitness tracker. Okay. I probably okay. have it in the show notes somewhere, but it's um uh I'll find it. But basically, okay. oh Okay, it's it's probably somewhere. But basically it's it's got like you can text back, right? From right. Yes. a or take a phone call mm-hmm. from your Apple Watch. Like can you do that? No. Okay. And so I think that's where a little bit of the difference lies is that basically an Apple Watch is almost could be a substitute for your phone should it not be with you whereas right. the Fitbit does not have all of that con- connectivity basically. Got it. Okay. Because you can sense. even text back from your Apple Watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You can. It's hard to text. I mean, usually you have to use your voice. Otherwise, you're using your stubby fingers on this tiny little right. keypad. So yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Well, so oh, knocking over my microphone. So before we kind of go over kind of our our likes and dislikes of each, do you want to just kind of run through some of kind of the CDC recommendations for exercise and sure. Yeah, since we're going to talk about our fitness routines, why not kind of give an an idea of what the actual fitness recommendations are? I'm really going to give a very general overview here to keep it short and sweet, but I am going to provide the link to the CDC uh, more in-depth article on specifics as far as what type of exercise in our show notes. But generally speaking, the key guidelines for children and adolescents is that children and adolescents should do 60 minutes or one hour or more of physical activity daily. 
And that includes aerobic, muscle strengthening, and bone strengthening. And that's not every day for all three of those things, but they have specific recommendations for how many of each you should be getting per week. Uh, let's see. For adults, it, it's a key point here is that some physical activity is better than none, which I think is a pretty obvious statement. Uh, for substantial health benefits, adults should do at least 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity, and that's two hours and 30 minutes. Um, or 75 minutes a week of vigorous intensity, which is 75, or I'm sorry, which is an hour and 15 minutes. They do give definitions of moderate versus um, vigorous. Again, um, if you if you click on the link in our show notes, if you're more if you're interested in that. Uh, okay, so lastly, for additional and more extensive health benefits, adults should increase their aerobic physical activity to 300 minutes or five hours a week of moderate intensity, or 150 minutes a week of vigorous uh, intensity. Uh, workouts. And of course, it does go a little bit into detail about how it's not just about aerobic and it's not just about muscle strengthening, but it's really the key is to do a little bit of both. Uh, And click on the link. There's also some guidelines here about older adults, um, but I'm just going to talk a little bit. I'm just going to keep it to the children and, uh, and adults for now. But again, if you're interested, click on the link in our show notes. More details there. That's it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, yeah, I tried finding some information on wearables versus fitness trackers, but yeah, okay. I'm it, it's it's a little blurry, and a lot of that techie stuff is over my head anyway. So, yeah. um, if you could, mm-hmm. starting with the Apple Watch, tell yeah. us and which series do you have? Three, four? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I I think it's a. I got it a year and a half ago. Does no. it have GPS? It has GPS. No, it does not have GPS. No, then it's a it three, not. I believe. Okay. That makes sense. I think it's a three. That's what I was going to say. Yes. So tell us what you like and what you don't like about your Apple Watch. Sure. So it's so funny. When Nick got this for me for Christmas, I was like, I don't want this. I don't want an Apple Watch. Please take it back. I'll take the money. (laughs) Um, And so I went to take it back and the the salesman at AT AT&T pretty much convinced me, like, why would you return this gift? It's amazing. Here's why. So I kept it and I've been addicted ever since. So I like that it's stylish. I think it fits in with most of my of my outfits. Honestly, I and I'm not a very stylish person, so I don't really care that much. But I got the rose gold um, uh, like cover and and watch band. And at first, I was like, I don't know if that's gonna go with everything. Maybe I should just get black. But honestly, I've had no issues, and I absolutely love the color. I honestly, I, I thought I had to get a new one every six months. I thought it would get dirty and sweaty, but it's really uh, staying strong and it look looking good after almost two years. That's the band, at least. Um, it's cross-functional. Uh, it tells me the time, tells me the weather, tells me my steps, my activity, the calendar. It tells me to breathe every once in a while. I'm not sure what kind of algorithm it has, but I feel like about twice a day, it will nudge me and just tell me to just take deep breaths and breathe which I think on my last, our last podcast, I said, my goal is to actually listen to the watch when it tells me to do that rather than just ignore it. I think it's a good idea to breathe every once in a while. Uh, it also lets me know when I have heart rate spikes, which actually the first six months I had this, I feel like I had a lot of those. Like I, I was on the Amtrak on the way to uh, New York City once, just sitting there chilling out, doing nothing. And all of a sudden my watch warned me that my my heart rate had spiked. So I kind of got a little bit nervous. So I talked about it with my doctor and she kind of said that sometimes that there's flukes in the watch and to kind of monitor it and let and let her know if it happens again. It hasn't happened since then. But it's good to know that it will warn me of that kind of stuff. 
Also, I like that I don't have to carry my phone around wherever I go when I wear this. So maybe I'm just walking down the street um, or through throughout campus, you know, um, at my job, if I'm just walking, you know, to an operation half a mile away, I don't have to bring my phone everywhere I go because it basically is my phone. I, I don't know exactly how far you can be from your phone before it stops working. I know that there is a limit. Like one time I accidentally left my phone at work and it certainly did not work at that point. I don't know if there's something I can do when that happens to make my watch work. I have not looked into that. It only happened once where I was so far away from my phone that it didn't work. Um, but I do like that I don't have to carry my phone everywhere. And lastly, I love that it has a walkie-talkie feature, which is somewhat new. Uh, basically what I can do, any of my friends or colleagues who have uh, Apple Watches, I can click on a button and find their name and actually do walkie-talkie with them. So I don't text them or call them. I just push a little button and talk to them. I do it to Nick all the time um, and just do like a, a walkie-talkie. <laughs> I feel like cool. a child again. Yeah. Okay. So as far as dislikes, I would say I don't like that I have to charge it once a day. I feel like it should probably hold a charge a little bit more than that, but it never has. So that kind of bothers me, although it's really not that inconvenient. I'm always afraid I'll scratch it. And the covers that I pre previously purchased have never stayed on. And that was a huge concern of mine. Probably the first six months I had this, I was always sure to have a cover on it, but they were such a pain. They would always break or fall off. And I just stopped using one. But honestly, I've, I've not scratched it, but I'm always a little bit terrified that I will. Uh, the apps are basically useless. All the apps show up on my on my watch, on my wrist, but they're so small. I don't use any of them. I don't even know why they exist on the iWatch, honestly. Um, let's see. I, I Also, even though it was a, a like that I didn't have to carry my phone with me all the time, it's always it's also a dislike because I feel like I'm always connected. Like even if I walk away from my phone for five minutes just to get some peace and quiet, I'll still get texts and notifications about like the New York Times, you know, uh, latest um, news or whatever it is constantly. So I feel like I'm almost too connected, which is kind of a burden in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's also let's see. Okay, so I have it on my dislikes. It's inherently motivational. Oh, so it's inherently motivational, which is a like, but it's also always prompting me to do more and be more, which I think kind of nudges at my perfectionist tendencies a little bit too much. I've alluded to this a little bit in previous episodes where, you know, they've got the rings. You need to reach all three rings every day. And I started to become a little bit obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. I've I've become much What are the rings for? Sleep? Yeah walking. No, no. Nope. So it's actually movement. So it's basically calories, um, exercise and standing. So I have to stand for 12 hours a day, exercise for 30 minutes, and then move enough to burn an extra 700 calories a day to get all my rings. Oh. And I would say that 90% of the time I do it, uh, it used to be about 99% because I would pre pretty much force myself to make sure I reached all my rings on a daily basis, but I've since um, become real. And um, yeah, I, I've, I'm I'm not, I don't even really even look at them anymore. I, I do, you know, throughout the day, I'll look at them just to see how I'm doing. But at the end of the day, if I'm not even close, I just don't care. And I'm very proud of myself for moving away from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that is good. 
Um, interesting about the standing. I did not know that. Um, so mm. I am a Fitbit wearer and kind of like you said, the Apple watch being stylish, I wear the Versa, which I like because it looks most like an Apple watch and people actually comment on that all the time that, Oh, your Apple watch. I'm like, Oh, it's actually a Fitbit. Yes, um, so my I boss do, has it. Yep. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It does look very similar. I would say it at does. least, um, arguably a little bit cheaper. Um, that's what a lot of the mm-hmm. research said is is kind of like overall consumer feedback is is just it, that it does not look quite as sturdy and um, all of that. But I had actually considered for um, Christmas asking for an Apple Watch and kind of making the plunge. But what deterred me was my number one like of Fitbit, which is the battery life. I get four to five days. And oh, wow. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, I just got a new <laughs> Apple or an iPhone because I couldn't stand not being able to go a day without a charge. So yeah, I'm kind of a charge freak. I, I definitely have like phobia of running out of battery with technology. So dumb. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Battery but, phobia. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Seriously. It's what is the world doing to us? But I love the battery life. I love that it's waterproof, which I understand the Apple watches too. Um, I, it has the Bluetooth connectivity, uh, which is good. Uh, I like the exercise settings. It, so it has it with GPS or like this morning I was running on the treadmill. It has a setting for like treadmill running, which I don't really know the benefit there, but if it tracks steps a little bit differently or I, I'm really mm. not sure. Um, number two, like is probably just the price point. It's about half the price of the Apple watch. It's about $200 versus $400. Um, mm-hmm. I will say they have pretty good customer service. Um, I've had a couple different issues. I've had different, um, I've kind of upgraded my Fitbit as I go along because their starting point is, you know, price-wise is pretty low. It's like maybe 40 to $60 for like mm-hmm. just kind of a basic model, if you will. It's not quite as um, stylish, but you can definitely get a Fitbit for a very affordable price if that's um, kind of fitness tracking is your thing. And those are very just geared towards steps, um, you know, hitting that okay. 10,000 or whatever your goal is a day. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say customer service is pretty good. Uh, and I like the challenges that you can have with other Fitbit users. Is that something that Apple Watch has? Okay. So we don't, well, that I'm aware of, there's there's no challenges within other fitness um, or uh, Apple Watch users, but we have challenges for ourselves. So they give us certain awards at the end of the month if we reach certain goals. And okay, but I, I don't know of any challenges within groups of Apple Watch wearers. So if any of our listeners yeah. know of that, I would love to know. So I, I related a little bit almost to like the Peloton, like where yeah. I. It, whoever I follow on Fitbit, I can see exactly. So long as they they've synced their watch anyway, I can see exactly how many steps they've got for the day, for the week, all of that kind of stuff, which is Mm -hmm. a little bit big brother, I guess, but I like that kind of motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you can enter in like they have weekend warrior, I think it's called, or weekend hustle or work. I think it's work week hustle and then weekend warrior or something like that. But it's basically like you can join up to however many people, I think it's 10 or 12 into a competition basically to see who can get the most steps during that work week or that weekend. Or they have it for the day as well. So yeah, if that's kind of your thing, I kind of like that. What I don't like is that mine stops syncing uh, with the challenges. So that's kind of dumb. So I was competing in all these challenges and I was like always losing because it didn't matter. Like it would sync like half the number of steps that I was actually getting. So that was lame. Overall, just less people using Fitbit, just like the research is showing. It seems that more people are going to Apple Watch. And so my fun with the challenges is kind of wah, wah. Um, No microphone and um, you, um, 
I wrote can't give unlimited responses. So basically like I can't text back, I can't call back or anything like mm-hmm. that from my mm-hmm. wa- from my watch. So I, you know, there's definitely the need then to have your phone with you. So I would I would definitely say that is a disadvantage. So okay. yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely pros and cons to both. And um, I was hoping we could just kind of, oh, did you have something to add? Wait, do you get texts on your Fitbit? I do. I okay. Do. But you just can't respond to them. I get texts and calls, but cannot respond. Correct. Can you, but you can't, and you can't answer either. So it has an option to answer, but then it picks up on your phone. Okay. Interesting. All right. See, that's another thing. Like if, if, if I get in my car and I forget that my phone is in my bag in the back seat, if my phone rings, it'll ring on my watch and I'll just answer it. Of course, my my car also has Bluetooth, so it'll ring onto my car. But if I'm, if I'm in someone else's car and that happens, like my um, husband's Nick's car, and my phone rings, I'll just I'll just answer it on my wrist. Then I look like a moron driving down the road talking to my wrist. But you know, people get it. <laughs> yeah, people know what you're doing. Yeah, that's funny. Well, yeah, it's um, yeah, I I I don't know that the standing thing. It's funny you said that because I literally just had an ergo assessment at work, and mm-hmm. I got a standing desk because. Mm. My ass is turning into a pancake and I have back pain (laughs) and I just, I cannot sit eight hours a day. Like I am, (laughs) I'm burnt out, like cannot do it. And so I'm very intrigued by the whole standing thing. I have had a standing desk for five years and I absolutely love it. Now it's one that goes up and down. Obviously I'm sure yours is the same. No. Oh. Mine's like a platform. You can't sit at all? Oh yeah. I can. So it's like a separate, it's almost like a podium. Okay. Because I have a I have a laptop, I don't have a desktop. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. See, I have I have a double screen computer, and it's mm-hmm. not a laptop. I have a laptop too, but mainly I'm on that double screen computer, and my uh, desk goes up and down. So I generally will stand for six hours a day, and then sit for maybe an hour or two. Nice. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I think overall, like the message is really. Do your research uh, mm-hmm. with the wearables and fitness trackers, and if it's something that, um, yeah, kind of learn the pros and cons of each and and make the decision for you. But I do think that I will probably transition to an Apple Watch here, probably when this one dies out. So mm-hmm. I've noticed that the Fitbits don't seem to last all that long. It seems that Fitbit has replaced mine maybe three or four times. Oh um, wow! Okay, and they're always very generous in doing so, and that's great. So. Um, all right. So let's hear a little bit about your fitness routine and Mm -hmm. if or how your wearable device helps you with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm always, I always set on my watch, uh, whatever workout I'm doing. So I know how good of a workout I get. So I, I, I will admit I'm a little bit too connected to my watch when it comes to my workouts, because it's almost like if I forget to wear my watch, why even work out? Which is terrible. It's a terrible attitude. Um, but anyway, I, I'm the I, same way if it makes you feel uh, any better. Okay, good, 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 good. It's like, it didn't even happen if I didn't wear my watch or if I'm charging it and I go for a walk, I'm like, oh, I didn't get my steps and marks like, oh, might as yes. well not have gone. He like has some yes. smart response for me. I'm like, all right, turd. I didn't say I shouldn't have gone. I just said I wanted my damn steps. Exactly. I just want to see it. You know, I want to see the results. Um, I want something tangible. So three times a week, uh, I work out from home in the morning. So I'll wake up at five o'clock and I will pretty much do a YouTube video. So I'm going to put all these in the show notes, but I'm a real big fan of Has Fit. They have really good just resistance training workouts, cross training type workouts, and kettlebell workouts, and a couple TRX videos, I believe. I'm also a huge fan of FDMX. 
TRX videos. He does like 30 to 45 minute videos, which are always, you know, sweat inducing. Even me, I don't sweat and my basement's freezing and I'm always sweating when I'm done with these workouts. Um, I'm also, since you suggested Shelly, what's her name? Shelly Shelly Dose. Dose. Yep. Yes. Okay. So she is great. I will say it's almost like she's had 10 cups of coffee before every workout that she's done. Am I wrong? Approximately 10. Yes, for sure. She has so much energy. It's almost too much energy, I would say, especially at five o'clock in the morning. But I do really appreciate her workouts. I think, I, I again, I, I do her workouts and I'm like, yes, I feel good. So that's what I do three times a week. Also, sometimes in the morning I will do, if I am if I don't feel like doing a, a, um, a, a YouTube video, I will get on my bike and do like a, a cross training, five minutes on the spinner, five minutes resistance training, going back and forth for about 40 minutes, or I'll do a three to four mile run outside, depending on the weather, all that. What okay. is a spinner? Sorry. My spin bike. Oh, your spin bike. Okay. What do you call it? Spin bike. Okay. <laughs> spin bike. Yes. Sorry. So, you're so funny. I'm sorry. Yes. My spin bike. I call it a spinner. Um, so I also do, so twice a week I will go to the gym during my work day and I'll get like an hour long cross training, again, sweat inducing workout, which is typically a 30 minute on the spin bike and then get <laughs> off. <laughs> And then for 30 minutes, we'll get off the bike and either do a bar class, a Pilates class, or a resistance training class. Sometimes it's with barbells. Sometimes it's with the stepper, the step, like the step aerobic stepper. Mm -hmm. So 1980s, but they're still really great. Uh, let's see. On the weekends, I do try to take a day. Generally, if I'm, if I'm going to take a day off, it's during the weekends because I'm with my kids and I don't want to, you know, spend my time working out. I try very hard to stay with them. Um, but not to say that I don't. I'm not um, active during the weekend because I'm definitely very active with my kids generally. So I'll try to get one workout in on the weekends, whether it's an early morning run or one of those workouts I said before. Uh, or in the summer, I'll go to the pool. I'll run to the pool and swim 20 laps and then run home, which I love. It's my favorite Saturday workout over the summer. And what am I forgetting? I think that's it. That's really it. Yeah. And and even on days, I will say that I do not work out. Like I, like I just said, like I'm not, I'm not really sedentary. So I might take a rest day from a scheduled workout, but I'm still cognizant of being active. Like I might go for a bike ride with my kids or go for a walk to the park. I'm still moving a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Not to say there's anything wrong with that because I certainly have days like that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's another good thing about the Apple Watch. I can actually go back and look at a calendar of my rings and actually see like how I did this month as far as my rings are concerned. I'll I'll go back and see, oh wow, that weekend I did absolutely nothing. Like I didn't do anything on my rings at all. I must have been sitting either I was sick or I was on vacation possibly. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to see the patterns and go back and see how I how I've done in the past. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Huh. You have really yeah. good variety. I'm jealous. I do have a lot of variety. I know because you mentioned that in, in your in our last podcast, how you think you need to do more cross training. And I'm mm -hmm. like, whoa, I think I do way too much cross training. My body doesn't know what to do. <laughs> That's good though. I, yeah, so my schedule is very, very predictable. So I always play tennis on Friday, um, Friday like evening. And so once a week I'll do that. And I always play hockey on Sundays. 
that's, Mm -hmm. those are kind of like my, my staples for sure. Other than that, I'm usually active like three to four other days and it's mostly Peloton because Mm -hmm. it's a very costly machine to have and I'm going to use it. Dang it. And I really enjoy (laughs) it. Um, I also love running, but I would say running has taken a backseat to the Peloton. Now that said, like this morning, for example, I did like a a two mile run and then I Mm -hmm. did a 20 minute Peloton bike. Oh, wow. So just a little bit of both. And I do like HIT training as well. A little bit less uh, just recently, but uh, even the kids will do like Shelly with me, Shelly does. Um, like on the weekends, I'll just do a short one or yeah, just to kind of vary it some. But I'm, I have a super sedentary job. So tracking steps for me, uh, that's where my Fitbit plays in huge, huge, huge. Like even today, I was like, okay, I'm going to take the boxes. Like um, our, our admin was like, oh, I'll run the, bo-, like the broken down boxes to the, to the mail room. I was like, no, please let me, like, I need <laughs> to get my tush up. Even though I had worked out that morning, I'd been sitting for like five hours straight. It's oh, just crazy. Yeah. Um, I moved some, a set of weights into my office and like I just said, I got a standing desk. So I'm hoping uh, to be a little bit more active um, at work, mm-hmm. even just in small increments. Cause geez, yeah. anything is, is helpful for me, but yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I, I, it's kind of nice. I work on a large campus and I um, am the dietitian for 30 operations throughout our giant campus. So I am oftentimes walking from operation to operation. I can sometimes get five miles just walking around our campus. Over the summer, it's a different story though. We, I just really don't get out much because nothing's open. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of force myself to get out over the summer. I worked out this morning too before I went into work and I just kind of forced myself to go. There's one operation that's open and I typically make it a goal to walk there for lunch on a daily basis and then walk back. So I get an extra, I don't know, 5,000 steps. But yeah, very sedentary over the summer. I, I feel you on that. Which is why I love my stand-up is desk. a lot though. Oh, it is. Oh, I definitely. I mean, it's very far. It's a perfect excuse to get out and go for a walk to eat lunch. You know, it's, it's perfect. I love um, that. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so what exercises do you enjoy most? And, and what, if you had to choose would mm-hmm. be a bit more of a chore for you? Honestly, I don't do workouts unless I enjoy them. And that is mm-hmm. one of my tips that I always give to any client that I ever have or anyone I'm trying to motivate to, um, you know, be well, if they're struggling with exercise, I always say, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Um, so I think, but it has for me more to do with the time of day. I am definitely a morning exerciser. I feel much more motivated and energized in the morning. I do drink a cup of coffee before I work out every single time. Uh, but honestly, it probably doesn't even kick in until 30 minutes later. I, I'd say really the hardest thing for me is working out in the middle of the day when I'm just kind of getting into the groove. I don't necessarily feel like getting sweaty and then putting my workout clothes back on, even though it's very convenient being able to work out during my workday. I love that I can do that. It's I'm not always motivated to do that. I'm also never able to work out after work, like ever. <laughs> you might be able to with your babysitter. I don't know because honestly, that time I I will have to get food on the table. I mean, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, possibly, possibly, but I don't mind. I would much rather work up, uh, wake up at five o'clock and work out than go throughout my day knowing I haven't gotten a workout in and knowing that I I need to work out when I get home. I'll think about it all the time. I'll think about it the entire time I'm at work. What am I going to do? How? 
you know, are the kids going to be okay when I'm working out? Are they going to want to come upstairs and talk to me? Which I don't want to have to shun them. But sometimes when I'm working out and they're trying to talk to me, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah. I'm, See, I'm I have not... those thoughts laying in bed at night when I know that my alarm's going to go off that early. <laughs> That's so fun. See, like, it does. I, I have serious sleep issues. If I, especially like I got up the past two mornings and I did pretty good, but mm-hmm. some, especially on Sunday nights, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, it's Monday. I got to get up at the buck crack of dawn and do this. Mm. And then I'm going to be late and it's going to start my day <laughs> wrong and blah. And then the whole week's going to, you know, I don't know. It's You should, okay, just maybe try it. Cause I will tell you when I, when I started doing this, I literally just started working out in the mornings um, probably three months ago. And at first I hated it. Now I almost prefer it to doing a workout at work. I, hmm. it's the strangest thing, Nicole, I'm telling you, I was not into it either. Cause I would go to bed and think the same thing. Honestly, I almost feel better during the days when I wake up at five versus six, even though it's a struggle to get out of bed. Honestly, though, for me, it's not any more of a struggle to get up at five than it is to get up at six. I almost sometimes feel like six is harder because I almost like my body was meant to wake up at five, but I still sleep till six. So I got like an extra hour of sleep that I didn't need. So then it just, my body struggles more to get out of bed. Well, what time do you go to bed? 10. Is seven hours really enough? I don't know. For me, I feel like it is. Oh, like I'm an eight, I'm an eight girl. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. I mean, I think that there's a, there's definitely a range and some people need more than others. I do think that I do better with seven hours of sleep though. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. You could go to bed, you could go to bed at nine and wake up at five. I mean, that wouldn't uh, be, yeah, I know. Going to bed at nine is early. I, even 10 o'clock sometimes is a struggle. It's for almost me. nine o'clock now, Gina. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, it's not bachelor night, so. (laughs) That's true, but I'm totally catching up while Mark's in Brazil, so. Um, Yeah, I mean, to kind of echo you, I I love anything that gets me sweating, Um, which I would also say is a negative because then I'm stuck washing my hair and I've got a lot of hair, Um, Mm -hmm. but I've gotten a lot better about being able to blow dry the sweat out of it and not feel completely disgusting. Uh, I didn't really believe my hairdresser and all my friends that said to try it, but I'm I'm getting down with it. But the other thing that I personally, and this is just me, is anytime I can be social when I'm exercising. Oh yeah. So whether that's being at a gym or anything, like that's why I love tennis and hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing organized sports with other people at the age of 34 is seriously the highlight of my week. Like if I didn't mm-hmm. have that time with other people, and it is a time investment, it's an investment of money, it's all of those things. And I'm sure as heck not good at tennis. I mean, I didn't start playing the sport until I was pregnant. Uh, for the first yeah. time, but I love it. So I totally agree with you. I I do what I like, and mm-hmm. it, I so it's a chore for me to do things that uh, it, that I don't like as much. So that would be things like stretching, yoga, any type of resistance training. I also don't love hit. I have to just be in the mood mm. for it, I guess. Um, mm. So yeah, for me, it's just what's rewarding in the short term. And that's kind of the sweat and the calorie burn. Uh, But so my commitment level is just a little bit lower with things that I just need to be patient with. So I know that about myself and I'm working on it. That's, that's all I got. I know someone once told me when I told them that yoga was boring, they're like, Gina, that's the point. Like (laughs) you, you're too wound up and you just need to move, move, move. You need to do yoga to slow down. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But I still, I just can't get into it. I can do Pilates and bar and and be totally okay, but yoga, 
The first yoga class I ever went to was with my mom and yeah. it was at the gym I went to when I was in high school and they literally covered it us covered us up with blankets. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> where has oh, this I- thing been? What is going on? Like I'm here to like not this is like nap time it was the most ridiculous thing and my mom and I were literally just like cracking up in this class and I think we were like asked to leave I'm pretty sure it was so so I don't know if that's a typical yoga class I don't think I've been to a yoga class like that before seriously they covered me up with blankets yes I have (laughs) it's just a little crunchy for me I mean I'm all for sleep clearly I just said that but I don't know that I need to be sleeping on a floor using a blanket that god knows who has used at 3 p.m. exactly so Oh my That's goodness. So funny. Too funny. Well, what's something that you um what's an exercise you haven't tried but you would like to? Mhm. So you you go first because I'm curious about yours. Okay, mine are super boring. So hot yoga okay. just be, just because I'm interested in it sounds like a challenge physically and mentally. It it just uh-huh. sounds super unique. I'm not somebody who necessarily loves to be hot other than when I'm exercising. Um actually running in heat and stuff like that, I I feel very, um, I feel really energized after a really nice hot run. To me, that's, mm-hmm. it just feels good. Um, yep. And also cardio drumming. Yeah. What is that? <gasps> oh, you've never heard of it before. So no. So there's a lot of different ways, but basically it's one like a big balance ball um, okay. is, is how often it's done. And then you basically use like drumsticks and you balance the ball on something and you sometimes move the ball around and you, there's like jumping and squatting and, but it's like wow. a rhythmic type of musical. You're asking the girl who's never done it before. I've just had people describe it to me, but I've heard it's pretty intense, like just from an aerobic standpoint, but it also okay. like ropes in like squats and jumping and kind of some plyometric mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. I yeah. am intrigued by that for sure. Okay, so for me, suspension Pilates, I've always wanted to try that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any place around here that does that, but I would like to, to find one if there is. I also would like to give CrossFit another try. I think I mentioned on, on a previous episode that I did CrossFit once with one of my coworkers. I don't think it was the typical CrossFit class. I, I didn't really enjoy it. And honestly, I did not even feel like it was that good of a workout, but I want to give it another chance because I know they can get my heart rate going a little bit more than they did during this class. Also, you know, for those of you who don't know, you don't have to have a Peloton bike to do Mm -hmm. the Peloton workout. So obviously one of the things that you like, Nicole, is to be with either live classes, which Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think I could do, not having a Peloton. They call your name. Um, What what are the other benefits of having the Peloton with regards to the, the workouts? Um, yeah, so there's just, I mean, every single live workout. So on a daily basis, I'm just speaking for cycling because they also have what's called the tread, which is the mm-hmm. treadmill. It's like this god awful expensive treadmill that I really, really want. Oh. Um, <laughs> which is, I mean, it's a similar, it's got the giant screen and, um, it's just running you through different types of, you know, speed intervals basically. Um, okay. with it, it integrates the music and, and you basically have like your little coach there running with you. Um, but I would say the benefit then is you have all of these classes on demand. So anything that's been previously recorded is then loaded into their, their basically their catalog of classes and you can choose anything you want. So you can choose your instructor, the duration, yeah. what type of class. And then they well, have- We like, have access to that too, though, without having a Peloton. I, I mean, is 
So I could down, I could actually subscribe to that that app currently and on my spinner, my spin bike. I I thought it came. I thought you had to pay the monthly cost. Maybe not. Oh, I do have to pay the monthly cost. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I pay, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So what would the benefit be of why why get the the Peloton bike? The bike. Oh, there's. I mean, basically just the just the screen and it is a high quality bike. I would say. It I mean, you were on screen, it. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. nice I, bike. I will say it was smooth. I enjoyed it, but I will tell you what I could not stand, and you could probably guess. I don't know. I did not like clicking into those pedals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my feet veer out, like especially my right foot, the one that I was having trouble getting into the the, the pedal. Mm-hmm. My foot it, it veers out almost like a ballerina. Everyone always asks me if I'm a ballerina because my feet like point outward like a duck, hmm. and having my feet like stuck in that position where it was normal, you know, almost bringing them in. Oh my gosh, that felt so uncomfortable for me. I couldn't, I can't even tell you. If I did get that bike, I would have to take this, uh, the clips off and put regular uh, pedals on there because oh, that was just not comfortable for me. Huh. Yeah, but but otherwise, you're right. The, the Peloton bike was very smooth, very high quality, definitely. Um, but anyway, I would like to subscribe to Peloton eventually, you know, going back to the last episode about finances, I just don't have that extra $20 a month to spend, mm-hmm. especially now that we are hiring a, an after school babysitter. Yeah. So eventually yeah. I'll be able to do that. That's why maybe you and I should find, tell me if you're up for it, like a, mm-hmm. a CrossFit for dummies, like YouTube or Instagram or something. Cause I like CrossFit scares me because I'm like, mm-hmm. what, what's a, what's, a, I mean, I know what a deadlift is, but like they have crazy terminology for everything. Oh, and I'm like, they do. okay, workout of the day, got that one down. And like, I know what <laughs> a burpee it. is, but there's like several variations of a burpee. Um, mm-hmm. like what does all that other junk mean? Like, I, I don't even know. It's true. It was a little bit intimidating. I would never have gone if I didn't have my coworker with me to explain literally everything. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all for the cult kind of stuff, but I need I need I need some hand holding. So maybe we could do it together. Amen. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm down. All right, girl. What are you doing to keep your kids active and are they involved in any certain like organized sports or activities to keep them active? Yeah. So I posted on our story a couple of days ago that Paige did her first ballet and tap dance class. So if you haven't listened to our episode on highly sensitive children, I highly suggest that you do. Paige is one. She's never actually been able to go into a class by herself without me. And trust me, it's not because I have enabled her um, and I have, you know, constantly gone into classes and made sure that she's okay. I try so hard to detach from her and she just won't go in. It's like she is just terrified. So we got to class on Monday and actually that she wasn't going to go in. I could tell. Um, she said she wanted to go home, but one of the, one of the, I think the owner, or at least one of the owners actually walked in with her and started doing ballet with her and then slowly left and, and, and Paige ended up staying the whole time and she loved it. Says she wants to go back a hundred more times. I'm very excited about that. So that was really the first, I would say, other than swimming, that was the first kind of planned dueled activity that she's done aside from like sporties for shorties classes that I've signed her up for, uh, in Columbus. Um, same with Cameron. He hasn't really done any necessarily scheduled uh, activities quite yet, but I'm hoping to get that um, started sometime this year. 
like I was kind of saying about my activity, we are very active during uh, the weekends. They're very active during their school day. And then, you know, Cameron goes to an at-home sitter where they're outside playing all the time, very little screen time. So I know they get a lot of um, exercise and, and activity throughout the day. Honestly, we do have screen time at our house. I would probably say about an hour a day at most, maybe a little bit more than that on the weekends. But it's really only after we've become pooped and we just have no energy left. And we're like, yep, turn on TV. We're good. Mm-hmm. While we're, you know, making dinner or doing something to kind of relax me and Nick um, or watching TV with them. So, yeah, I mean, just and, – and also I think a big, a big thing as far as – because, you know, our kids are young, so – you know, it, there's only so much you can do, but I think the most important thing is for kids to see their parents being active and um, just being a good role model for them. I know my both of my parents were extremely active as I was growing up, and I think that was really good for me to see. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. your kids? Yeah, it's interesting to say that because neither of my parents were active. My mom is now, but um, she was not when I was growing up. Yeah, I mean, we we as well try to be super active with outdoor stuff. I mean, even playing at the beach and the pool, like that's great exercise. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes, the pool. Woo. Yeah, woo. yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm like whipped this summer. Um, walking the dog is, mm-hmm. if she will have it, we love to do it. She's getting a little older and lazier. Um, just playing outside in general toys, bikes. We love to look for bugs. Um, like I said, the pool, the park, um, even the library when it's nasty outside, just instead of coming home after school, you know, going to the library on the weekend. I mean, there's just up downstairs, just kind of being busy. Um, Mm -hmm. and then sports wise, Shay has tried quite a few things. I would say she hasn't, um, excelled in anything naturally other than swimming, (laughs) but she looks darn cute trying. So she's tried ice skating, uh, gymnastics, tennis, t-ball, and she loves swimming. So, and, and like you said, you know, Piper and Cam are a little bit younger and it seems like most kind of sports stuff starts at like three, maybe four. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what Piper kind of gravitates towards, but I tend to take her lead and, um, you know, we live in a smaller community than you, so we don't have as much available to us. Like, um, but we do have an ice rink and a gymnastics center, and yeah, um, actually, we have a nice indoor tennis facility like a mile away. So, we, I mean, we do have options for the size of our community. But yeah, yeah, I think like you said, um, you know, screens are a reality, but limiting those is probably the number one thing that we can do to help keep our kids uh, fit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'd say especially the handheld screens, you know, I think obviously Mm TV is also in there, but I think more and more research is showing the detrimental effects of actually the handheld like iPad and phone screens. Mm -hmm. And again, also goes back to if they see you using them all the time, they're going to want to use it as well, or they're going to not understand why they can't use it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I try really hard not to, you know, that that two hours that I have with them at the end of the night, not to be in front of my phone um, or a screen uh, very often. I know, but so. I always gravitate towards my Kindle. Ah. You know, and ah, that's different. If only they understood that you were reading a book. That's See, that's the one thing about, okay, I am really big on having my kids see me reading, and that's where I struggle with the Kindle. I don't want them to see me looking at a screen more. I want them to know I'm actually reading a book. I know. I'm glad that you brought that up because I've thought about that because I want to get a Kindle, but I'm like, are they going to see me looking at this and think that I'm looking at an iPad? I guess just show them and educate them so they understand. Yeah. That's all that you can do, right? Yeah. Word. All right. So any mom wins new products now that we've mm-hmm. blabbed away for nearly an hour? 
Yes. So I did post on our story back on July 4th, my new favorite rosé wine is the red rosé grapefruit wine, which I posted on our show notes. So check that out. It looks so good. It is so good. And I don't like sweet wines. It's maybe a little bit too sweet for me, uh, but it has this little hint of grapefruit, which I absolutely love. And it's so refreshing. Put a couple ice cubes in there, sit outside by the pool. You know, it's obviously a, a great summer drink, but oh my gosh, it's delicious. Also, when I was at the conference for work, there was a giant convention expo, kind of like what they do at the Fancy at the Food Nutrition Conference and Expo, where they bring in like hundreds of food vendors that sample so many foods. Of course, the theme this year was meat, um, like plant-based meat alternatives. But one of my favorite things that I discovered was that Kind Press Bars are now making like a chocolate-dipped version of their press bars, and they were delicious. So... Uh, I put a link in our show notes for that too. And I would say that they were also children approved. Uh, I've always liked the kind pressed bars, which is really just chia and fruit, but I've always thought it was missing something. It was missing chocolate and kind <laughs> has has hooked us up. So Everything. check those out. <laughs> if it doesn't have chocolate, it's missing. Uh, yes, always. exactly. <laughs> True. That's a fact. Um, I put my my wit on here. So I wrote cheeseburgers. Okay, here's my thing. I feel like a cheeseburger is not the worst, like the worst choice ever. You can choose lean meat or turkey or even chicken. Sure. Get some dairy in there, a whole wheat bun. I'll tell you what, Piper will tear those up. That girl, mm. she is so funny. When she gets hungry lately, she's like, I want a cheeseburger. Like, just like, where? True American woman. I know. Where does this come from? The girl loves her meat. Um, she, like, she, she looks like she would be a really great diabetic. She literally takes off the top bun and then eats it. Because it's too big for her? Yeah. She can't get her mouth around it. I'm like, cute. you are so cute. And then we're still on a cucumber kick. So. Oh, my kids love cucumbers. Do they do they dip it in hummus or anything? Oh, hard no on hummus Just for up. both of them. Okay. Yeah. They hate hummus, which <laughs> is so sad. Um, and Shay hates ranch. So nope. Just, just straight up. Just okay. cucumbers. Even better. Yep. Um, and we just got some cucumbers from our garden. Actually, we've harvested now four things. And they were all pickling cucumbers. So we're going to start pickling those soon. I'm really excited about that. They look really good. Yeah. Did I take you, a picture of them? I thought you did. Uh, There's been a lot of food porn on or garden yeah, porn. Yeah, I don't think it was me. That. Oh, was it? Okay. I don't think so. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, all right. You want to do this ending or you want me to? I will. Yes. Okay. So coming up on July 28th, we will be dishing up our next listener Q&A, our second one, actually. It's not too late to send us your questions. Uh, you can send those to dietitiansdishpodcast at gmail.com. If we don't get to them this time, we will certainly get to them at our next Q&A, which we, we're tr we try to do every two or three months. So until then, then keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Whoa, I couldn't say that. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. Also, I'm going to throw in here, um, don't forget to send us your breastfeeding and or nursing bloopers. Uh, and you know, hey, if you have any bloopers about feeding your children, even if it's formula, we're not going to, um, we can definitely include those as well. It is World Breastfeeding Month. That's why we're doing it. But any bloopers with regards to feeding infants, we will take anything. Um, so make us laugh. Yes. Fed is best. Fed is absolutely best. Um, anything else, Nicole? I don't think so. No. Okay. 
All right, everyone. Well, until next time, be well, and we'll talk to you soon, Nicole. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.